Hello, everybody. Welcome to GameSpot After Dark, episode 132. I am your host, John Lucas Ipke, filling in for Tamar Hussein, who is busy on assignment <laughs> with... Capital I, B, busy. Busy. You could probably guess. Take a wild stab. What could he possibly be working on? <laughs> Who knows? It's a mystery. Uh, but don't worry, we still have uh, a lovely, lovely crew here today. We are joined, of course, by Jordan Ramey. What up, what up? And Lucy James. Hello. And uh, yeah, that's it. We're just we're just keeping it. Uh, I was gonna say there's just two three. of us. It feels weird, like just two guests. I was waiting for you to to go to a third yeah. one. I was like, no, just nope. I'm like, all nope. right, there's just no us. one else here. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that's fine because I feel like just between the three of us, we actually have a lot to talk about this yeah. week. Um, do we want to start with uh, Lisa? Do you want to start with your game, or should we? Me and Jordan get our game out of the way first, maybe before we get to the. The new old game or the new new game? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, you guys get it out of the way first, and then because uh, we have a lot of listener questions for the for the game, what I have been playing. So okay. we, can, we can end with mine. John Luke, how have you been enjoying the new old game? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, let me tell you, it was man, boy, when what was it Monday? They were like, hey, um, the CD. CD Projekt Red, they tweeted from the Cyberpunk account that they have a stream tomorrow at 7 a.m. And I just went, <gasps> oh. <laughs> like, my guys, it is on, the end of February. <laughs> do you like, not I realize what's happening? Know. I do not understand why they've done it now. Like, I was trying to figure it out. Like, oh, maybe it's a financial year thing. Nope, Polish financial year is January to December. So it's not even like the, the April end of the financial year stuff. And I was like, why have they done it now? Like, M March, a little bit busier, but April completely clear. They could have dominated April, but no, they were like, yeah. well, screw you guys. Between Dying Light, Horizon, and now Elden Ring? No, this is our time. I'm, I'm mad at them. <laughs> Furious. Yeah, especially because I I would actually kind of like to play more mm -hmm. because I they have actually added a lot to it. So I guess for those who don't know, uh, they have officially put out the 1.5 patch for Cyberpunk, which includes the next-gen, I guess current-gen now, mm -hmm. versions. Mm -hmm. They still call it next-gen because it doesn't, doesn't feel like we're there yet. Like, most people can't even buy yeah. PS5. We're going to be calling it next-gen like until, until PS6 and Xbox. <laughs> 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 for real. And, yeah, I spent a bunch of time with the PS5 version. Jordan, you spent a bunch of time with the Xbox Series X, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And it's, it works. Like, yeah, it just it, works. It's finally. It, it, it's one of those things where I'm like, man, when you were looking at Cyberpunk and how well it runs now in comparison to how mm -hmm. it ran when it first came out, I'm just looking at all these games like Halo Infinite and whatnot that, like, we're like, you know, what? we're going to delay our release by a year. And I'm like, man. That was so smart because we get like a live version to see what happens when you release that game like a whole year before it's ready. And it's not like, oh, now Cyberpunk's the masterpiece that CD Projekt Red like advertised it was going to be. It's it's still not that. There's still like right. I yeah. still have many issues with aspects of its story and like mm -hmm. with it on a mechanical level in some instances. But at least the game just works, and I can just judge the game based on what it's actually doing, as opposed to just breaking all the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there was a a thing going back around of um, 
one of like the devs uh talking about how internally they were saying that like the game should probably be delayed till 2022 well here we are in 2022 when the game should have probably come out and that yeah that's kind of how it feels it's like you know uh it's still not perfect uh even on like a technical end like i'm talking with uh aaron and Devonte. uh they were saying how they still had some like weird pc bugs but in my experience playing it on the ps5 uh for a whole day i encountered absolutely zero bugs so it's just like yeah this is what the game probably should have been at launch Mm -hmm. which is yeah. A low a low bar, but here we are. And even beyond the bugs, it just has things that you would kind of expect a mm-hmm. game like this to have. Like, oh, you know what? You can actually change V's appearance beyond the initial character That's customization. Wild. And it's like screen. even even just saying <laughs> that, it's like I can't believe that wasn't in the game. Like just being able to change your appearance or other stuff too, like all the skills and like quickly I don't know. It, yeah. it feels weird, but like, like the, just fact the fact that they that got rid runs. of that skill where it was like, uh, what was it? Uh, like you, it's easier to stealth when you're underwater or something like that. And like no mm-hmm. one bought it because it's like, at what point in cyberpunk are you actually going into <laughs> the water? Um, yeah, it feels like they just didn't have the chance to properly yeah. like test all that stuff to the degree it did because they've also like reworked the economy in this update. They have, uh, redone a bunch of the skill perks they've changed like a bunch of stats around people are saying how the game now feels way more like an rpg than Mm -hmm. it did before because and when i played it i didn't care about the economy at all the all the like gun upgrades just felt like so uh unsubstantial and, and it was like just like trash all of these i don't care about any of this unless it's a legendary gun so it feels like they've they've really gone and like taken a lot of that feedback to heart mm. and are really trying to rework it to be more of like the RPG it was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. It's it's interesting. I, I And that's kind of where I wish I, I had more time to mess with it because I can't really get a full sense of that without actually replaying the mm-hmm. game properly. But I just don't got time for that oh, right now, unfortunately. It's Horizon Week and then it's Elden Ring Week and then I'm trying not to even think about March and the fact that we're getting like <laughs> Ghostwire, Tiny Tina, uh, God, what else? There's, uh, there's at least like Weird five West. or six games coming out. Weird in March. West. Oh, yeah. Weird West, yeah, yeah. I, w- <laughs> I was joking to my partner. I was like, okay, so this weekend I'm gonna try and finish Horizon so that uh, I can start the Destiny Two Witch Queen expansion on Tuesday, and then I need to beat that before Friday so that I can start Elden Ring. And I was like, I'm actually not yeah, gonna do no. any of that. That sounds miserable, yeah. but like. <laughs> That's where we are at. It's just constant games all the time. All games all the time. Here at the game spot. It makes me so worried. (laughs) My roommate's like, oh, so you think like since like since February, March is normally not a busy time. And since it is really busy, that means you probably won't be busy during your normal busy times. I'm like, I don't think that's how it works. Yeah. (laughs) It's just sadly not extended (laughs) throughout the rest of the year. Yeah. (laughs) I, I wish that's how it worked. That'd be lovely. Could you imagine if December just rolled around and it's like, oh, you know what? We don't actually have a lot of things going on. We can just, just go on holiday early. A nice <laughs> little chill one. That'd be sweet. No. no. But it's like, I don't know. It's, no. it's, it's, it's weird because like, at least the games that are coming out are good. Well, I don't, I don't know if I have much else to say about Cyberpunk other than like, it works. Yeah, like if you were it's on a, the fence about playing now. it, like now's I think the time to 
Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And like if you have and if you have a PlayStation now you actually can buy it and download it again. Yeah. Free five is, hour trial. Yeah. Which is yeah. pretty cool. Like And progress <laughs> carries over, so I don't know. Like I, I finished Cyberpunk. I enjoyed my time with it. I um obviously it is definitely not without criticism, but I am a real sucker for uh that kind of sci-fi. Um I have a Blade Runner tattoo. Like, you know, it it was always gonna <laughs> appeal to me. Um I think it definitely hit misses the mark in some ways, but some of the, the highs definitely outweighed the lows to me. And so like part of me is like, oh I do wanna play it again. But I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it a little bit. Like I'm I'm super excited about well, here's the other thing is that on PlayStation trophies didn't um Trophies don't unlock for PS5 version because no. it's a different SKU. You could platinum it a like, so second I time. Could. <laughs> I never, I never platinum the first time. I think Greg did. Uh-huh. Greg did. Greg did. I remember because he had to do all of the police um, missions, and he was just like walking around Night City, being like, "Uh, just one more," you know, like <laughs> come he on, coppers. Yeah, <laughs> basically, basically waiting for them to spawn. Um, when a part of me is like, that's that's one of the things I. Not to say the trophies are the be all and end all, and I feel like I've I've said this before, but it's it's really nice because it gives you that extra like thing. And I think when you're replaying a game, it is nice to have trophies again because it's like mm-hmm. I don't feel like I'm wasting my time replaying here. I'm I'm still getting and achieving stuff for it. So I'm mm. maybe one of the minority that's actually kind of stoked that trophies didn't go over. Yeah. You still got to hear that nice little ting sound Ding. whenever a new a- achievements popped. did though. Achievements did. Yeah. Because it's I'm, I'm not so lucky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and if you are playing it for the first time, definitely go with female V. I'm trying male V for my second playthrough, mm. and I'm quickly realizing that like yeah. his well, female voice actor v is, is not as good. <laughs> I yeah, I don't. I never. I never played anything with male V, but female V is Makoto from Persona Five. And best, best girl. girl. Best girl. Best V. All right then. I think that's yeah. it. I don't think we have any. So we've got Cyberpunk. on Cyberpunk. Lucy. Horizon. Horizon. Forbidden. Horizon 2. The Forbidden West. Um, I almost said Zero Dawn 2. I mean, <laughs> which is not it's correct. not incorrect. Which it's, was what I we mean, put if... for SEO titles for a while. Because <laughs> <laughs> love the way the internet works. No, I've been playing. I've been playing for a couple weeks. Um, I'm kind of maybe about the three quarter mark, I would say, in the game. So I've put like a okay. good couple dozen hours in and I've, I'm enjoying it way more than I enjoyed the first one for context I finished the first game um didn't platinum it didn't I started the frozen wilds but like didn't finish it because it just it kind of I picked it up and it kind of reminded me of all the stuff that irritated me about the main game mm. which is Aloy <laughs> um feel bad uh, I think Ashley Birch is a fantastic voice actor but like Aloy as a character they kind of like, and it's it really bugs me that they didn't fix this or change this for the sequel, but like she talks to herself all the time. And I think there is something off with yeah. the pathfinding because she will tell you what to do midway through you doing something. And it's like, I know, I'm, <laughs> you're telling me to climb this thing. I'm halfway up it, you daft bint. <laughs> um, you know, and so like she... Also, the fact is, she has a stash now, and she throws stuff to the stash. She goes, oh, my pack is full, I'll send this to my stash, which is endearing, but she seems to only have one line for it. <laughs> anyway, 
Someone was saying that you could turn that off in the menus and I looked it up and no, you cannot. That's a lie. So, but then they did in the pre-release, they did have a couple features that they took out, not features, but like things you could tweak in the menus. Like I had it set so it would automatically heal you if you dropped below 50% because I was like, sick, I don't have to worry about healing. And they took that out. So I'm intrigued. Oh, weird. Hmm. How odd. Hmm. It was weird. Um, But no, I've been, and I've been really enjoying it. I think because... In a world, in a world in of, a world. in a world of open world games where everything is just overwhelming and there is so much to do, Horizon like has all of that side content, yeah, but doesn't ram it down your throat, and it's like perfectly fine to skip it. However, I think it's much better designed. Like the relic ruins, which are basically, you know, in Assassin's Creed Two, there were the um, like the armor of um, Altair. Altair kind of stuff. Oh, like yeah. and they were climbing puzzles and you'd find something at the end. Mm-hmm. I think that was done way better um in in Forbidden West and I think as well like tall necks being their own kind of puzzles. The fact that you get like I still don't necessarily think like what you get at the end of the relic ruins is good enough. I th- I think the whole loot system is maybe a bit overblown in Horizon. I don't think it's as important as Gorilla seems to think it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially because in terms for for a game where you are constantly crafting, constantly picking up and foraging, it kind of goes out of its way to break the flow of whatever else you were doing. Like it's not f- seamless. Um, like she, like you walk over something every time you you press triangle to pick it up, she bends down and she stops what she's doing, and that happens even when you're ah. on the back of a mount, and that's really annoying because you have to have. A lot of stuff, because um, you have to craft a lot. But anyway, um, yeah, it's... So bugbears aside, I think the storytelling is much better. The The main story is a bit uneven, I think, but um, I think it tries some really interesting stuff. Characters are really great. I really love Zoe, and I love Erend, who was in the first game. And I think the performance and facial capture is just really, really well done. And Aloy is is kind of annoying, like that she's the main character, but she's sort of the weak link in the gang. She's very stoic, and like there's some stuff that she does where you kind of think like, oh, they're trying to go for like the badass, the like, shut up and let me do this thing. It doesn't necessarily hit for me, um, but it's it's not enough to you know completely stop me in my tracks hmm. from playing the game. And I think combat as well is um, a lot of fun. It can get messy on screen. There's a lot because you have, um, like, so many things in the UI, like, oh, I have to, you know, this is the weakness here and this is the weakness here, and it can get a bit messy. But, like, overall, it's 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 fun. Like, I'm in the groove of it, and it's just, it's just, it's good. Like, side quests as well, especially, are way, way better done. So that was, like, broad thoughts overall. It's, like, I was playing it, and I was like, yeah, this is, this is an eight. And I mean that in, like, a compliment way. I was like, people are going to love this, going to give this nines and tens, but I was like, there is still stuff about it that is not quite there for me yet. I see, I, I'm, I'm very curious to see how the conversation around Horizon Forbidden West, like, changes over the course of the next week. Mm. Because the first game, as everyone commonly brings up, released very close to Breath of the Wild, another Mm open-world game that Horizon was compared to a lot. 
This one mm-hmm. is also releasing right next to a very large open game, which is Elden Ring. Admittedly, a yeah. very different open mm. world game. But I'm curious yeah. to see, like, depending on what the critical and fan reception is to Elden Ring, when we get to, like, December, are people like, oh, yeah, Horizon Forbidden West. That was, like, the open world game of this year that I really liked. Or will people be like, no, it was Elden Ring. Elden Ring was the big open world game that we remember from this year. Hey, Gotham Knights. (laughs) Gotham Knights. I'm still holding up a Gotham Knights. (laughs) That might be foolish, Lucy. (laughs) I was kind of shocked how much... praise people were throwing at zero dawn like in the lead up to forbidden yeah. west just because i i really like that mm-hmm. game but um i remember like no one talked about it when it came out because like you said because of breath mm-hmm. of the wild and stuff like that and i like that game and then it was like when forbidden west is coming out everyone's like oh yeah zero dawn was a masterpiece and i was like where was it? where where where'd you guys come from yeah. like also, good, also but, was know. it 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 was. No, I think it I has think one of so. the best story twists that I've like yeah. seen in like one of the past like five, six years. But like <laughs> that was that was the thing with me is you you mentioned how Aloy is like kind of an eh character, and I was thinking about it, and I was like, yeah, the thing I remember about the original Horizon was the setting mm-hmm. and the world and like the main plot and like you said that twist, like all that stuff I thought was super compelling. And then I was like, Aloy. It was just fine. She was okay. Yeah. I think I think uh, Ashley Birch kind of carries that character mm-hmm. a lot. She mm-hmm. does a very good job, mm-hmm. but yeah, uh, uh, yeah. yeah I, I remember more about like some of the other side characters, or you know, like uh, uh, just how good it looks. Sweet Errand. I love him Aaron, so much. Who, who at first? I remember when you in the first game being like, "Oh no, he seems like he's gonna be like a creep," and then he turns out to be actually really yeah. nice. And you're like, "He's oh. a himbo." <laughs> yeah, yeah. He just turns out to be a lovable himbo. No, it, it's like, um, in terms of like the actual gameplay changes in combat, yeah, you get a kind of Breath of the Wildy glider thing, which is really fun because when you when you climb a tall neck, for example, rappelling off the top was really fun. But gliding off the top is way more fun. And also, like, in terms of traversal, you're not sort of looking, you know, you don't climb to the top of a cliff and you're not looking around for, um, like, oh, I hope there's a rappel point here or I hope there's a cliff I can climb down. The fact that they've added in that glider really just makes it flow a lot better. Um, Mm-hmm. traps i'm also like i also changed the way i play like in the first game i was definitely like bow bow and arrow loyal like never use the trip caster never use traps and now i'm like the complete opposite i'm like setting traps everywhere and it's loads of fun like i'd, I'd forgotten how good it feels to sort of lay out this plan and then lure up machines and humans and mm-hmm. and yeah. even even taking out human forts are, is really fun and like I thought that I'd been tired. I thought that I'd tired of that because of like Assassin's Creed and Far Cry and yeah. uh, you know numerous other games that do it. But like it feels really good in Horizon, and especially I think it's because of the Valor surges, which are like Aloy's ultimate. Basically, I've got one that makes you go invisible, and so as me, the stealth archer, um, it's really fun to just <laughs> kind of go in and be a bother, and then kind of slink off into the shadows. So I mean, I'm digging it a lot. It looks gorgeous as well. Like, yeah, beautiful, beautiful game. That that actually kind of uh, leads into maybe uh, some of our questions we have Ooh. from the audience. We hit up the Discord, 
Jacob Accord was asking, how does this game compare to other PS5 exclusives that have come out thus far? I mean, mm. you were saying it's gorgeous. Like, it, do you think this is like one of the best looking games on the PlayStation? Yeah. I think. <clears throat> She's getting emotional about it. So pretty. I'm getting emotional. <laughs> no, I th- oh the polygons. <laughs> I think I think it's really gorgeous, uh, but I think it also benefits from having a very beautiful, lush environment. I think the art direction, mm. particularly when it comes to the world, really sets it apart. Because I think The Last of Us Part Two, yes, PS4 game, but you know, forgive me the comparison. It's like I think that's a beautiful game, but you wouldn't nec- like it's it's inherently dark and miserable right i think the lush environments of horizon definitely lend i don't know they're definitely more eye-catching in terms of other ps5 exclusives i think because i mean you know you've got what demon souls which is obviously a lot more stylized it's less focused on you know capturing performance capture and all that kind of stuff and so i think it really does set the bar I, i mean what would be the closest thing to compare it to like I don't know. I was just thinking, like, what else? Well, this, is I there guess, this is like their first flagship PS5 game because we've got because yeah, we've gotten I mean, Miles Morales, but that was like kind of an in between game. Yeah, sure. uh, there's Returnal. There's Destruction All Stars. Mm-hmm. There's Astro. Returnal's a good one, but it's like Deathloop. yeah, Returnal's yeah. A, yeah. But that's not a PlayStation game. Well, a PlayStation Studios game. Xbox now. Um, No, I think think it's definitely one of the best looking ones. The one thing I would say is that like the performance capture is really, really good, but it's, it's good to the point where in some side content, when the characters haven't been performance captured, it's definitely obvious. Oh, damn. (laughs) Mm. But it's uh, Yakuza situation. Yeah, but it's still better than like most other games out there. Don't get me wrong. I think the only other thing I would say is that the eye tracking is definitely off. Sometimes, like, um, if you watch our review uh, that Max cut and Phil did, there were some moments in there where Aloy's just like, oh, I'm just going to, I'm in a conversation with you, but I'm going to look all the way over here for no reason. And, like, it makes her look really shifty sometimes. <laughs> um, but no, I think, it's, I think it's gorgeous. And I think, like, the amount of detail, not only in the world, but in, like, all the outfits that everyone wears in the machines really sets it apart. So I think it's definitely one of the better, one of the better looking ones. Does he use the dual sense a lot? Like, I've only played in an hour, so I the only mm. thing I've noticed with the dual sense, I'm like, ah, there's that familiar trigger resistance as I pull yeah. back on my bow. <laughs> no, so it, it uses the dual sense a lot. It uses, like you said, the the bow and the resistance. One sec, I need. I have got like. <laughs> I am losing my voice. I'm so emotional about Horizon. <laughs> um, well, fingers crossed. Um, you'll be glad that I muted for that. I coughed. I sounded like I was from Bloodborne or something. Um, no, so yeah, it uses it uses the dual sense. Um, it uses it in the resistance when you are pulling your bow back, which I really enjoy because uh, it kind of mm. you know ties you to the world a little bit more. I think where it's most noticeable is um some sound effects come out of it obviously it uses the um it uses the little speaker you've got in there but when you're riding a mount uh you can feel the sort of um the the cadence of the footsteps oh that's really um, cool in the controller which is really the the haptic feedback right which is really nice i like that a lot um the one thing i'd say though and i think this is just increasingly over time good lord the dual sense controller battery doesn't battery can 
The controller battery no. does not last long. Oh, do you at even all. still play it wireless? I I think I just leave my controller plugged into <laughs> my PlayStation. I now. <laughs> I honestly should do that. Like I have um with my Elite Series Two for Xbox controller, I. It gave you like a really long USB C mm-hmm. cable, and so that's long <laughs> enough to be at my TV and sit on my couch and play. I highly recommend buying the the wireless charging dock. That's what I have. I have that is just I have it. God said, but I also like don't have enough um <laughs> like power plugs, so I had to <laughs> oh. unplug it annoyingly. I need to get I need to get a new one. I need to just like go to Target and buy a surge protector. Oh, with much I more. Mm-hmm. I went, like, all out. I bought one of those, like, professional, like, you know, what, like, seven, eight feet long, like, surge protectors oh, that has, like, Ooh. 20 different ports so I could just have everything plugged in, and I'm still running out of space. I'm still like, oh, if I only had a few more. No, I have, like, everything of mine has to basically run through a surge protector anyway, because I live in an apartment that was clearly built in, like, in the 70s, and, like, not to say that wiring is dodgy, but if I plug in, like... My hairdryer, my hairdryer mm. always sets it off. Sometimes my um my air purifier will, and it just like trips my entire apartment. So I'm like, okay. I I, I know that feeling. The previous yeah. apartment I lived in, you could not simultaneously use the microwave and the oven at the same time, <laughs> or the power would go off in the kitchen. <laughs> We're sorry, this is too much. This is too much. <laughs> this place was not yeah. built to handle more than one electronic device at yeah, a time. <laughs> we had, we had every time we cooked, we had to come up with like, okay, so um, you, we got to make sure we do this first before you turn that on, because otherwise the power is going to go out and we have to go run down to the basement. And, oh, whole fucking thing. <laughs> at least my power box is in my apartment. It's like, just the thing is, is that I know this is a long term problem because when I moved in, someone had made like a sticker. And it says the exact flip switch that you need to flip. <laughs> oh, mine's... I have the exact same thing on my power box, uh, too, when Patrick oh. and I moved in here and we're like, ah, so we might be having <laughs> issues. Yes. The person before us was like, okay, this is for the kitchen. This one's specifically mm-hmm. for this part of the bathroom. This one is for the other mm-hmm. one in the bathroom. I'm like, ah, this is good. <laughs> yeah. But no, it's... Uh... I, I'm just going to... I bought, like, a really good surge protector for under my desk, and that can fit everything, so I'm just going to get that for behind my TV. Anyway, that was your surge protector update. <laughs> <laughs> Back to some more Horizon questions mm. from the audience. Mr. Blue MD wants to know, what is the single best improvement over the original? Mm. Um, the thing is, well, it's very similar to the original. I think the story is way more engaging to me. I think the side characters and the writing of mm. them has been like noticeably improved because like I think Erend was a strong character in the first game and so was like the new Sun King. What was his name? Avard? Avard. Like but there are other ones now too and like even even the side quest stuff I did this on stream earlier today like there's a chef who, and this is essentially a tutorial for teaching you that, like, there is a Monster Hunter-esque, you get food bu- buffs from food. But, like, what was just a normal fetch quest, it's called an errand in the game, is, like, you know, there's this chef who everyone, like, just takes advantage of and they just kind of yell at him and they're not nice to him. And it's, like, that could just be a generic fetch quest where a chef just goes, yo, I need some meat. 
and <laughs> I just need some meat. Um, and they and they and they improved it, and they really they've really done a lot with it. I think the story as well is very interesting to me. Um, I'm not gonna say too much about it because uh, it I I think it's really really cool. But I also just think the way that it like it it kind of it improved upon climbing in a big big way and i think that's probably my favorite thing is because that was the thing that i remember mm. having a lot of issues with like especially because i was playing it concurrently with breath of the wild where i could climb on anything oh, yeah. and then in the and then going to horizon and like not you know an arduous way to climb over everything to climb up everything and then you know not being able to just jump and glide off the top and so like that is a huge huge improvement um and so that's what I would probably say. Yeah. As someone who's only played an hour, I totally agree with Lucy on the climbing. It's just, it mm. feels so, so much better. But poor Horizon, the first one just coming out around Breath of the yeah. Wild was just, it would have been, <laughs> it would have been the open world game of the year, but it released next to mm-hmm. something that was just a little bit better. Too powerful. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of hard when you when you go up against uh, what has now been considered one of the greatest games of all time mm-hmm. by many. Fingers crossed <laughs> that history doesn't uh, repeat itself. Like, I want Elden Ring to be good, but I also do not want Elden Ring to be so good that, like, by the time July rolls around, people are like, Horizon? Who the hell's playing or Horizon? Open? I don't know her. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Pedro wants to know, how are the trophies for the game, so, similar to the first one? I am literally, I just booted up my PlayStation to have a look, because I have not looked. <laughs> Genuinely <laughs> I'm haven't. curious, because Horizon was actually one of the few games I did bother to 100% the trophies. Uh, I think I didn't do the DLC, it. so I think I'm technically not at 100%, but I did platinum the original the platinum. game. Let's have a look. Uh, trophies. Here we go um okay no no spoils uh so stuff for oh god i love the fact that there's a tracker on them now like tells you how far how far you are towards certain levels so yeah um just yoink that from xbox (laughs) so good so here's story related ones i'm assuming all these um there's a bunch for doing rebel camps are there any difficulty related ones Let's have a look. I always hate when games have that. I'm like, yeah. why are you punishing me for not wanting to play this game oh, on its hardest difficulty? <laughs> so the original Horizon did that. I uh, I platinum the game, and then they said we've added a patch that added a new game plus oh. ultimate difficulty trophy. And I said, no, thank you, <laughs> sir. I will too. not go back and do that. I got the platinum. It says I have a platinum. You can't take that away from me. I'm not doing that. <laughs> So actually, a lot of these are quite nice. It's like upgrade every pouch type, but upgrade all the pouch types once. It's not you know completely upgrade every pouch type. Um, mm. Fully upgrade three weapons. Fully upgrade three outfits. Um, it's mostly just trying to like encourage you. Oh, hang on. Mm. It sounds like your standard open world. Yeah, affair. It's, yeah. it's honestly that, like that seems pretty similar. The original. It's not. Um, not too bad. I think it's actually pretty doable. Um, I was talking to um, Gerard, the completionist, and he said it took him about eighty odd hours to get the platinum when he did okay. it. Yeah, but he's so, like a feels... he's like a god among men when it comes to finishing games. So. Yeah, that that <laughs> feels comparable to what I what I played the original game. So, I would say yeah, there's doing like um, 
one first place in two different gauntlet runs. Yeah, there's like kind of stuff like that. It's just really just encouraging you to um, just like try and experiment and do everything. So like, yeah, like right. there's a hidden trophy. This is not a spoiler, but it's like road all regular mounts. So it's road a charger, a bristleback and a claw strider. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's it's just okay. encouraging um, you to try one of everything. Try it, everything. Honestly, a lot of these are not like getting you to complete everything fully. Like, except for, you know, yeah, do all the cauldrons, but there's not that many. There's a handful of them. There's, um, investigate all rebel camps. So I guess, yeah, do, do all the rebel camps. Um, but again, it's, but like compared to a Ubisoft game, it's like, it's not like there's a million of them. I mm-hmm. I genuinely really enjoy doing them too because they they are very obtainable, um, and so yeah, good trophy list I think. Yeah, kind of going off that, uh, Jacob McCourt also wanted to know how long uh, were your playthroughs? You said uh, it took the completionist eighty hours to do everything. Mm-hmm. What about like the main story? Like, what would you estimate um, like, if you were just trying to mainline that? I think like twenty five thirty hours if you mainlined it. But I think if you did that, okay. you would you might be under leveled for like the final boss or you know the final kind of end of the game. Um, and so yeah, you'd go into the final because like the levels all all of the levels have like recommended levels. So that's what I mean. Right. Like when you go into the final part, like you should be, you know up there and so doing that is obviously by by doing side content etc etc yeah i think i think 25 to 30 is pretty fair but like you can probably mainline it faster than that i've just not been doing that on the number one gaming website of all time uh gamespot.com according to the article how long to beat horizon forbidden west mission mm. list in open world there are 17 main story missions in horizon forbidden west and if you were to only play through those the campaign would take you roughly 20 to 25 hours to finish <laughs> yeah so yeah i think that's that's pretty so much lucy knows her shit <laughs> <laughs> i haven't even read that article so <laughs> i feel like i feel like george michael from arrested development where he just has like a really good sense of time management <laughs> he just knows his times um but no i'd say about that and our final question from trusty patch notes is is there a uh, quote, best platform to play on, both for Horizon Zero Dawn and for Horizon Forbidden West. Did you get a chance to, like, play the PS4 yeah. version, or did you just stick? Nah. I just played on PS5. I can talk about the difference between, because actually on stream today, I changed the the mode for the first time. I okay. have only been playing in Fidelity mode, which I believe is, I think it's 4K 30? Yeah, it's 4K 30, and the other one is... What is 1080 it? 14, 60. Four, oh, is it 1080? I thought it was 14... Oh, no, 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 I think you're right. It's 1440, 40. I think. Um, yeah, 1440 upscaled, dynamic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I've 40. mostly been playing in Fidelity, just because, God damn it, I bought that 4K TV, and I want to experience it. <laughs> I'm going to use I'm it gonna in gonna use performance it. mode. <laughs> well, that's the thing. So on stream today, people were like, can we see it at 60? And... I think Max said this, um, said it best, where he was like, it felt, like, it feels snappier, obviously, in 60, and I think if you're, like, more into the combat, then that's really gonna help you, because it definitely just feels a little bit more, you know, 
that's a terrible yeah. like what does ooh mean all those frames um, you get all those you frames know, you get all, you get double the frames um <laughs> but i i kind of prefer it it feels a bit more measured i think playing it yeah. at 30 i obviously was playing it on my like monitor here when i was playing on stream so i'm going to take it over to my uh tv and see how it really feels but honestly i typically favor resolution over performance Oh, interesting. Yeah. I'm the opposite. I I go back and forth. Like, some games... So, like, uh, I I think I played... um, What was it? Guardians of the Galaxy I ended up playing in 4K Mm. because I just found the combat of that game not to not be demanding enough that I needed the the 60s. I was going to say, there's a lot lot you could say about the combat in that game. (laughs) Sure, sure. But I just... I didn't find it that demanding where I needed to uh, do that. So I was like, yeah, this does look real sharp in 4K. Mm. Um versus like say we didn't really talk about it but cyberpunk also has a performance 60 or a like ray tracing mode at 30 and i tried that 30 mode and i was like this feels like sluggish and heavy and and i don't like the way this plays at all it's like that game Mm. i would highly recommend 60 yeah i think it like depends there's almost like a i i don't know like the technical terms of it i'm sure like digital foundry people would like have a better (laughs) sense of it but like like there's like 30 and then there's like a 30 that like feels smoother to play you know what i mean like sometimes like it's like it's not 30 but it just kind of has this like weird it's like a really uh, optimized 30 yeah 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 it's just like this is 30 but like it just feels smooth and like it's fine versus like oh this kind of feels heavier feels a little jittery um they were saying that apparently the 30 mode in this game feels pretty Mm. good and they were actually recommending it if if you wanted that it's like, how old are you? Well, yeah. I'm a smooth, optimized 30. <laughs> <laughs> if only we could all be such. <laughs> I think that's about it for Horizon. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think we're going to move on to some listener questions. Mm-hmm. <gasps> we're actually doing it this week, everybody. No. We uh, have if, so many if you to want... catch up on. <laughs> we have so many to catch no, up on. We we're figured sorry. let's take the opportunity. <laughs> We're gonna we're gonna go through the backlog. If you want to send us a question, you can email us at afterdarkpodcast@gamespot.com, or you can uh, go to our lovely Discord. If you want to join the Discord, you can hit up both Tam and Lucy. They're gonna do a check to make sure you're not a wrongin, mm. and they'll invite you into the Discord because it's a lovely place with a bunch of lovely folks. That's smart. Jordan, why don't you read the, our first question here? For sure. This is from Patrick H. Whitman. Oh, mm-hmm. it's an Elden Ring question. Shame Tam's not here. He's going to be listening to make sure that we answer this correctly. Uh, with Elden <laughs> Ring coming right around the corner, most people continue to call it a Soulsborne. This is convenient, but misses Sekiro, which is pretty noticeably different from Dark Souls or Bloodborne. What do you think we should call the genre for Elden Ring? Or does it just progress from Soulsborne to Sekiring? Sucky ring. Sucky ring. Sucky ring makes me like feel uncomfortable. I don't know what <laughs> no. that is, but it sounds filthy. <laughs> um, it's actually I been a while since I've used the term uh, Soulsborne. When Sekiro came out, I just went to just saying Souls-like. Um, yeah, because, I mean, so- Sekiro's not considered a Soulsborne. Because it's no. um, a little too different, yeah. despite having a lot of the... yeah. 
the DNA. I think this um, is one of those like Metroid, Metroidvania, uh, mm. like comparisons where it's like, oh, is Metroid Dread a Metroidvania? Like, no, not really. But it is a Metroid game, which is one of the building blocks for uh, yeah. a Metroidvania. Mm. Um, I'm not sure Elden. just because From Software is making Elden Ring, it automatically belongs in the same genre as Dark Souls and Bloodborne. And yeah. I mean, least- I don't know, from that open network test, I can probably say that, yeah, I would say it's definitely closer to uh, Dark Souls than... <laughs> That's what I was going to yeah. say, is, yeah, that network test, like, that game is basically Dark Souls 3, but just now open world and with some new yeah. additions But on I it. think that open world consideration, like, yes, mechanically, sure, it's mm-hmm. very similar to Dark Souls 3, but the fact that, like, almost all Dark Souls, Demon Souls, and Bloodborne games are, like, they're open, but they're like mm. very curated okay. open, where they're kind of like leading yeah. you down specific. So paths. would it, would Elden Ring be like an open souls or like a souls open world? Souls, souls <laughs> world. I like. Ooh. I like souls world. I was thinking of like if we if we made it a fr- from was the the kind of word right. that we were building something around. But I like um, open soul and souls world. Souls World sounds like Souls a World fantasy really cool. novel <laughs> series. Oh, have you re- have you read the latest Souls World? <laughs> um, yeah, because wait, does does Elden Ring use souls? What's the what's the currency in it? Oh no, I can't remember. Oh, I don't remember what I, it's called, but they don't use the word souls. No. I don't think because it's all different. It's it's not flasks. It's something else. It's not souls. Yeah. It's something else. It's like <laughs> I think they do use Estus flask, don't they? Oh, they call it Estus well, flask. I want to say they do. I mean, it's the same thing. I don't remember if it's exactly what they call it, but it is functionally the yeah. exact same. Ugh. Yeah, um, because you yeah. can change it to like basically be like an FP flask. It's like the yeah. Dark Souls three system, right? Where it's mm. uh, the orange mm-hmm. flask and the blue flask. Yep. Yeah, it's the same thing. I think I think they just changed some of the terms around. I'm trying. I'm trying to search, but because it it feels like when you say Soulsborne, it's like you're specifically describing the From Software games versus like, like I would use Souls like to describe a game that's trying to be like a From Software game. Oh, so like um, Neo or something? Yeah, kind of in the way you have like uh, Rogue Likes and mm-hmm. Rogue Lights, which is kind of weird. Um, like those are technically doing different things as well. So it's like. I don't know, like, and a uh, From Software game isn't Souls like because it is literally Souls. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I. I feel like at this point, Soulsborne will probably just be the term because that has kind of been the one that has been picked up by most people in the same way that, like, uh, you know, the Metroidvania has just kind of become the mm. term, even though like some people have tried to like come with a better term. Like a search action is one that I know people have been trying to make a thing. That's never gonna um, happen. It's no, never it'll it'll never happen. happen. It's too I do late. like I do like I do like search action. It oh, makes yeah, it sense. So You're cool, like, oh yeah, but... <laughs> a search action game. That sounds like a Kojima type of thing. You know, like a tactical like a espionage. strand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna make a new genre of game. <laughs> All right, uh, Lucy. Why don't you read the next question? It's yeah, another Elden Ring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, keep yeah. I did actually put those next to each other because I was like, well, we'll just get that out of the way. We'll just get them out of the way. Uh, This one's from Maria, Serious Business. Uh, Elden Ring is just a couple of weeks away. Do you know Uh what type of build you're going to go for? 
setting aside review requirements. Uh, none of us are doing any of the, that stuff, are we? We're not no. doing... Thank God. <laughs> Thank God. I, I, was, I was asked, like, hey, you, you said you didn't want to do it early, and I was like, yes, I don't want to do no. it. If, like, like, if, look, if this you is, need it, if this you absolutely is, need me, yeah. I will take it, but... Doing no. Sekiro please, early without please. guides to turn to was probably one of the most stressful experiences of my entire life. And I wasn't even reviewing it. I was just playing it for guides. Like, yeah. <laughs> See, this is what we've got Tam and Dave, Dave Klein on this. Uh, so setting aside review requirements, how do you typically experience a From game at launch, go it completely alone, work out things with the community, or wait for a guide? I mean, I definitely... I try and avoid like a, a full-on guide guide if I can. Um, the community, I like, I do like looking at the community stuff just because those games are kind of designed yeah. that way almost. Like you're, you're sort of supposed to like naturally like work together to figure stuff out. And I feel like that's going to be even more the case with this game uh, just because of yeah. it being open How world. How big it is. Yeah. As far as like what build I'm going for, I don't know. I'll probably default to my like big sword berserk type dude that I usually go with. Um, although I do kind of want to mess more with the magic and this one, because I've tried that in the network test, and it seems like they got a lot of really cool abilities. Yeah, magic was really fun in the network test. Which one? What was that? Which um, class was that? I'm trying. I'm looking. Oh, Enchanted Knight. Yeah, I'm like, I yeah. think it's so cool that like this is the game where it's like, oh, it's the knight that's normally like the melee shield build, but like no, in this one, it's the magic user. And I'm like, oh, yeah. that's so cool. I don't I think, know if it's been confirmed, but I really hope this game has a respec option because mm. I would love to just kind of experiment and like try different stuff out. It more. has to. Yeah. Has I mean, to. for me, like, I I kind of want to go back to Enchanted Night because I think at the beginning, at least, magic will be very, very useful. But samurai starting class, you have a uh, Uchigatana and a longbow. That's what I was so going to ask. I'm like, in an open world, does the bow finally become a more viable yeah. <laughs> weapon? It's not great in some of the previous Souls games. No, but, I mean, I'm looking at the shouts to the Fextra Life uh, Elden Ring wiki, but, like, <laughs> um, I've never personally done a run with, like, the big sword or, like, a strength build. I typically try and favor... Um, like a kind of all-rounder like a mm -hmm. warrior i guess um i've never really fully committed to doing a magic build and except for demon souls but that was because demon souls in the remake magic was completely broke not broken it's but it's like right on the cusp of <laughs> yeah it was on the cusp of being broken but no samurai samurai is the one that's um that sounds pretty cool what are i should have really just opened this i can't even remember what any of the classes are. <laughs> so there are ten. Uh-oh, I've lost my page. Oh, my internet's just died. Elden Ring. I was about to Elden say, Ring you froze classes. for me for a second, and John Luke no. is frozen And John Luke me. is gone. So dude, I was dude. about to say for a second, okay, everyone, I'm the only one left on this podcast. How are you doing? What's going on in your What's going on today? with you? <laughs> no, Comcast sucks. I, I have... Hero, bandit, astrologer, warrior, prisoner, confessor, wretch, Ooh, vagabond, confessor. prophet, and samurai. So wait, those are those are classes. Then you have enchanted knight, bloody wolf, and champion as well. So like what thirteen odd? 
There's a ton of them. Um, I'm I'm super stoked. I'm gonna go samurai. What What do you think you're gonna go for? I'm, I was kind of leaning towards enchanted knight, just for mm-hmm. no other reason. Like I I usually go for ironically usually go for the knight class in uh the souls games just because i like doing the all-rounder character mm-hmm. who's usually just better at melee combat using a shield to parry and sometimes dodge and then eventually learning magic like mm-hmm. down the line and then realizing i'm like oh i should have done this way sooner why have i not learned to throw lightning or fireballs like this is so op yeah so it's kind of Considering, like, oh, maybe I'll just start with a magic user this time around, just mm-hmm. to see. Because um, I had always meant to... I never actually finished the Demon Souls uh, remake, and I was going to go back and do it with a magic-based build, because I heard about how near-broken it was. I'm like, or I could just wait for Elden Ring and just go with the <laughs> magic yeah. class right here. <laughs> but, I don't know. I'm, I'm interested to see if they've nerfed magic. I mean, obviously, the network test... They changed a lot, like talking to mm-hmm. Dave Klein last week um, or week before, whenever it was, he got to do a hands-on with like the final build and he was saying, yeah, they've changed a lot, like enemy placement is different and um, yeah, obviously there's not going to be as uh, many high-level weapons in the starting area <laughs> and the spirit ashes were nerfed. So I'm interested to see, because also I think it started you off at like level five-ish i don't think you start at like level one i don't remember but it's gonna be interesting to see how different that feels uh-huh um do you want to do the next question sure open this doc this is from ah oh, kevin another question from you you give us so many excellent questions over the yeah. man it's been years now i think hey after dark crew total war warhammer 3 comes out next week well i think this was an old question because I think that game is out now. I think that's out. <laughs> is set to be the series' biggest game ever. The subreddit has 335,000 members and is shockingly positive for a subreddit. Well, the official Discord has some 10k people online right now. The game is as popular as it seems to be. Why does it seem like mainstream game sites and podcasts aren't even mentioning it? Obviously, no hate or judgment, and you can only speak for yourselves, but I just don't get it. Ah, have I, Kevin, have you ever heard the good word about our Lord and Savior, the Google, who is very fickle and <laughs> only likes hearing about very, very specific <laughs> topics during very <laughs> specific times? Uh, and unfortunately, also, Total War is usually not one of them. <laughs> I would say, yeah, Total War doesn't necessarily move the needle for us a lot, but like we have Dave Jewett on staff mm-hmm. who always does a lot of stuff with warhammer um and for total war warhammer 3 he did do a preview of it and he did do um a sort of history of warhammer video so we have those but it's also just like a matter of timing like dave is the one real expert on staff and unfortunately his time is taken up by doing expert reacts and loadout at the moment as well as he's just done like an uncharted feature and so even getting and a Baldur's Gate one as well. Like Dave is Dave is the guy for the for PC stuff and um for first person shooters. And so it's just like a matter of resources sometimes. Um yeah. but we've done a lot of stuff with Total War in the past. And it also it really doesn't help that it comes out now. 
Yeah, that's also a thing. Yeah. But yeah, like to your point, like we don't we don't want to be fake with y'all. We don't want you don't want me to write up like a preview about Total War. I know nothing <laughs> about that game. I know nothing about the Warhammer franchise. All of you would know immediately if I tried to write up something it's like, oh this this motherfucker fake. He lying through his teeth about <laughs> enjoying this game. Um so it it's just one of those things and maybe it's just a blind spot for us and who knows maybe the uh, mobile gaming editor that we're hiring for right now alongside being a fan of mobile games will also just be really into strategy and it's like cool so now we have that resource that Mm -hmm. we can turn to on a more uh regular basis um but yeah it's a Mm -hmm. multitude of factors it's google it's the timing it's the fact we only have really one person on staff who can cover mm. it to any sort of expertise. It's not like we yeah. hate the game. Like, I can't hate something I don't known, understand. Known creative <laughs> assembly haters at GameSpot.com. No. Everyone who I've met from creative assembly has always been very nice. So. Yeah. Uh, right. This one's from Rocket Scientist. Um... Since Bungie just got bought by Sony and Destiny is a franchise in which I have spent approximately 5,000 hours, I decided to ask a gun question. What is the favorite gun you have looted or used in a game and why? My favorite gun to loot was Year One Galahorn, which I got in Year Three whilst dead at Atheon in Vault of Glass. My favorite gun to use, however, is the rocket launcher from Unreal Tournament 99 because it was such a versatile weapon. Felt chonky but responsive and had a secondary firing mode where you accumulated multiple rockets and shot them out in a volley. I played a ton of hours of uh, Capture the Flag Face. I never played on real tournament, I'm sorry. Uh, with low gravity and rockets only. Oh, the fun we had without loot, battle passes, microtransactions, or XP grind. That's cheers from Toronto, Canada. Thank you, rocket scientist. Um, my favourite gun in a game. Favourite gun in a game. Well, I guess there's kind of like two aspects to mm. this because he's like what is the favorite gun you have looted slashed used so like because mm. like there's guns like like i don't know like the pistol in halo or the battle rifle in halo mm. that i'm like if i have that in a halo multiplayer match i'm like i'm golden i'm good that's all <laughs> i need it's like one of my favorite guns but specifically looted like off the ground uh mm. I don't play too many games like The Division, Destiny, uh, despite touching, like, all of them for brief periods of time for coverage in one way or another. I think, like, the closest I could say is, like, I play a lot of Battle Royales where you have to loot guns Mm. off the ground. In which case, in Apex Legends, the Spitfire is a monster. So overpowered, in fact, that they had to move it into care packages so people would stop using it. Like me, where it's like... Oh, if you hold down the trigger with this, with an extended mag, mm. you have sustained fire for about 12 seconds. You That's know how ridiculous. long 12 seconds is in a battle royale like fight? Like, I can knock like three or four people <laughs> before mm. they have a chance to respond. This is Jesus. wonderful. This is beautiful. <laughs> Spitfire. That's a good one. Yeah, I... um. I would maybe say my favorite, so John, the question is like favorite game you've looted or used in a game. Uh, one of my favorite guns, and this is going to be very different. I also love the Halo Battle Rifle, but the glue gun in Prey. Ooh, that's a good one. Is so fun. Like, 
Oh my god, the the glue gun in Prey. And also, um, keeping on the arcane train, um, the nail gun in Dishonored. Uh, Deathloop. Sorry. I was about to say, wow, it was in Dishonored? No. People being in Deathloop? That's so the cool. Na- <laughs> the nail gun from Deathloop was really fun, because it just let me live out my little sneaky sneak dreams. Um, but I think, yeah, I think they feel really good. I think, ooh, Ash's, um, Ash's uh, rifle also feels great in Overwatch. Like if it's it's like a standard rifle, but it has the um the kind of knockback spread alt fire, which mm-hmm. I really enjoy. So those are probably my favorite. But in terms of like looting, I don't know. Like I'll I usually just swap stuff out as I don't really get attached to specific guns like that. I'll I'll swap them out for whatever. I'm like, this fickle, is a John Luke I'm question. Fickle, John Luke actually yeah. does play games like Destiny. So like. It's true. Although I will say I don't get attached to like yeah, loot rolls and and I'm trying to think of like Destiny root loot rolls and I'm like, "Oh, I don't know if I ever got like super attached to a specific gun." The one I that came to mind actually was like Borderlands 2 when I played that game. Mm. I remember getting a rare drop of a legendary SMG and it was a um a, a bandit SMG and the whole thing with the bandit guns is that they just have like a very large magazine and then the roll itself gave it like even more ammo so it just had this like stupidly large magazine so you never had to reload. It had really good accuracy and it did slag damage which in that game basically is like a element that applies uh anyone who gets hit with slag then just takes more damage from standard bullets so you i got slag. it halfway through the game <laughs> and then i just was like i can literally kill everyone for the i used it for the entire rest of the game I am a god. because it was just so it was so good so that's probably like the one gun i can think of i'm like yeah i remember like that gun being like that's like that was a good gun um but otherwise, I don't know. Like, yeah, I'm. I think I get more attached to, like you said, just kind of like weird creative guns. Um, this isn't even like a gun gun, but it's kind of a gun. You were mentioning prey, the uh, the nerf gun you get in that game. Mm. I love that. <laughs> it's it's not actually like you can, you can technically shoot enemies with it. It's not going to mm-hmm. do anything. But I love the idea of like here's a nerf gun, and then you use it for like puzzle solving. I always thought that was so That's so good, oh, cool. God. And then yeah, you already mentioned the, how just amazing the goo gun is as a as a tool. Just um, making and like the other stuff like dicking it to the wall and making little stairs. It's so fun. Yeah, so fun. you can break that game in such cool ways. Oh, with yeah. that. I, I, I want to go back I and play. play yeah, again. I was I was so jealous when I saw Blessing tweeting about how he was uh, playing Prey, and I'm like, I wish I had the time. To play Prey yes, again. Yes, that was my favorite part. <laughs> my favorite part about Deathloop coming out was people then going back and playing Prey, and I was like, yes. This is it. <laughs> Witness the game with probably the greatest starting 15 minutes in all of history. <laughs> God, it really is. I though. love that game God, so much. Uh, all right. Um, moving on to the next question. I guess I'll read this one. Uh, this is from Kevin from West Hartford, Connecticut. Hey, After Dark crew, since we are still near the start of a console generation, I thought it would be fun to come up with some predictions. Mm. Get your thoughts on them. All right, so this is their predictions. Mm-hmm. Um, so their first one is that GTA 6 will miss this console generation. Ooh. I mean, we did, didn't did Rockstar officially confirm that they are working on a new GTA? Yeah. I think um, I think regardless, if it... I think it'll be a cross-gen. 
Oh, so you think there'll be like a GTA V where it comes out right at the end of the console yeah. generation and then oh yeah for sure like it just makes just makes sense that it just yeah. comes out on everything it possibly can it would be nice because if gta 6 missed this console generation that would mean they technically missed two whole console generations of gta because mm. like i mean gta was ported to the ps4 mm-hmm. and xbox one but it it didn't it wasn't a native game for those originally so that mm. would be That'd be kind of crazy to think about. Um, the other one is Square only manages to put out one new game in their Final Fantasy VII remake series. So That's they're saying fair. we only get part two, but we don't get part three. I could see that happening. It's also one of those weird things where I'm like, so they haven't actually explained how the parts are going to work. Like, is every part going to be as expansive as what we got with this first part? Where it's like, oh, we're just going to take like the first like few hours of this game and expand mm-hmm. it into a 40-hour RPG. Or will they be like, oh no, like part three is only like an eight-hour game. We like took this one section of the old Final Fantasy VII and just really focused on it to make a smaller uh, RPG. Yeah, like, well, especially because the, the point in the game they're at now is when like the open world part of that game happens. And yeah. I'm... Like, how are you even going, like, wh- how are you reimagining that? I, I can't imagine they're going to do, like, the old school open world, like, you know, giant cloud, like, walking on this, like, you know, world map style thing. So I'm like, how do they even do that? I, know, I, bet, I would love to see them do giant cloud. I would love that, too. I think that'd be great. But I'm, I'm kind of with you where I think it's, like, the middle chapter will be all that, like, open-ended stuff. And then the last game will be kind of like they'll go back into almost like the the original games like kind of more like tightly focused Mm -hmm. narrative uh yeah because also i feel like people barely people like remember the beginning of that game they remember the end of that game and like people like forget everything that happens in the middle of that game so it's going to be interesting to see what we're also dealing with the whole thing that like the implication of end of part one is that things might be slightly Mm. different this time around so it's like who knows? That might butterfly effect into something oh, yeah. more significant. Uh, but man, I thought we were going to get parts of these at a much faster mm-hmm. pace. But I don't know. I I would not yeah. be surprised if we only get one more part this console generation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, another prediction is Microsoft will acquire at least one huge Japanese developer or publisher like Sega or Capcom in an attempt to gain Japanese market share. I 100% mm. see this yeah. happening. I, just I, think it's I, I like want them to get Square. To, I, at least, to at least save Square's Western stuff from itself. So my, my secret one I want. Okay, so first off, I don't love the idea of, of just no. a giant mar- Microsoft acquiring acquisitions. But I'm trying to think of like, what's the best case scenario that could be a good thing? And the one that appeals to me is, um, so last week... Platinum, I forget who mm. on Platinum, I think it was like maybe Hideki Kamiya or somebody was like saying how they, they're not opposed to the idea of mm-hmm. being acquired. Well, didn't Kamiya also say that like, I'm not going to touch NFTs, but if it says something about money, Konami will definitely do it. <laughs> yes. Like, what a uh, hero. <laughs> that dude, that dude is, is wild on social media and I love him for it. Um, so I there was like that. An interesting choice for an mm. Xbox studio. And then they also were saying how, like, you know, oh, we kind of have to branch into more 
like service games to, to kind of like appeal, like basically like, hey, the kinds of games that like we're known for making like don't really work anymore. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, that's a real bummer. And everyone was like really like kind of disappointed about it. Because I mean, look, you look at like their first attempt at that Babylon's Fall and it looks like mm. it doesn't look very good. And uh, so I was like, well, if Microsoft were to buy them and say, keep making cool, you know, bring action back games, scale make the stuff. Yeah, make the stuff you want. I'd be like, I would prefer that. So that's kind of maybe my my mm-hmm. secret hope. Because yeah. I I just want that studio to make the cool stuff they want to make for as yeah. long as possible. <laughs> I mean, in terms of like Japanese devs getting cool, I gotta say, ah, sorry. Uh, in terms of Japanese devs getting acquired, God, just can Konami just sell Metal Gear and Silent Hill uh, to Sony. Just, just that sure. bit. Just that yeah. bit. You know, you can keep your Castlevania Pachinko. too. Castlevania as well. Maybe. Yeah, you can keep the rest of it. Um, I'll sell those off. But no, I think Microsoft will absolutely. Like, there's always been those rumors about Microsoft acquiring Sega. Sure. But also, like, you've got to think that uh, the FTC does have to approve this kind of stuff to prevent giant companies from becoming yeah. uh, all-consuming right. conglomerates. So. Yeah, the Activision Blizzard stuff might happen, but you never know if the FTC is going to put their foot down uh, in I'm the future. St- yeah. I'm still not wholly convinced that Microsoft will be able to secure a Japanese mm-hmm. developer. Platinum Games is a good shout, John Luke, that I hadn't yeah. considered that one, but it, it it might be one of those things that they just try to ride on uh, Tango for the rest of this console mm-hmm. generation and be like, you guys make Ghostwire Tokyo, and then afterwards we want you to just get, like, really, really weird and just make whatever yeah. you uh, want, and that will be their attempt to break into the Japanese market. Um, Maybe, but I but just don't think it's enough. Like, No, you know. I don't think it will be enough. It's, But I also, at one point, I was like, there's no conceivable way that anyone will be able to buy Activision Blizzard. There's no conceivable way. So I can't just say, sit here and be like, Sega or Capcom <laughs> getting acquired no by Xbox? I don't know. Like they're kind of like iconic for who they are. I don't think anyone would be able to would want to buy them or even if they were able to would like like want to take that step and I'm like I'm I'm clearly wrong. Like Xbox is like no, if you're if you're willing to join the family, mm. we welcome you with open arms and a huge a, paycheck. <laughs> I have a prediction. Uh Ikumi Nakamura who used to work at Tango, she used to work at Clover, mm-hmm. she's worked on Bayonetta, Okami, Ghostwire Tokyo, has left to set up her own studio. I think Xbox will buy it. Oh, did she leave to set up her mm-hmm. own studio? Yeah, she yeah. did. I remembered that. And if mm-hmm. nothing else, Xbox loves getting like people with like good brand recognition yeah. on their team. <laughs> so yeah. if even if they don't buy like a, a Sega or a Capcom, there are new studios popping yeah. up that they could. Like, could you imagine an E3, like, in a world where E3 wasn't dead <laughs> forever? In a world where, where E3 like, isn't dead. <laughs> where Xbox is having the presentation <laughs> and she comes back out to announce, like, hey, by the way, my new mm-hmm. studio is an Xbox studio. Man, like, everyone a, would love it. And like, <laughs> a wild success story. Because she, she only had one thing. She had that one 
like three minute moment and that whole moment has defined her entire like career and mm-hmm. just like credibility on the internet in like the best way possible like yeah because because then, then when all of her artwork and stuff came out and like all the stuff she did on bayonetta and Kana- and uh okami came out it was like why is like, this, oh, why has she been legit. hidden for so long <laughs> why like, have she's you so hidden talented. her away <laughs> i remember uh i don't know if you were you either you two were there but we were waiting in the lobby of um our hotel at that uh, e3 and we saw her with like an entourage of people oh, like no, walking I, by I wasn't there. and we were like oh, <gasps> Sakumi nakamura we were close to her oh my god <laughs> we breathe the same air <laughs> <laughs> which in 2022 has a different meaning it's yeah. like oh my god i breathe the same air as someone else <laughs> oh my god <laughs> what else we got so let's see. Uh, the next one will be the Amazon Game Studio goes the way of Stadia, functionally gone but technically active. I mean, I think that's a safe prediction. <laughs> I feel like that's kind of already happening, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, I I just went to Amazon Game Studios website, and the big game they have there is Lost Ark, which, which they didn't they don't even make. make. No. They just like. I think they just swooped in and put their name on it because, mm-hmm. like, they are desperate to have, like, a win in, like, the mm-hmm. MMO space. And they were like, well, we'll just swoop in and take this thing yeah. that mm-hmm. we know is going to be successful. At least that's how it and came then, across. And then so. tie it to Twitch so that <laughs> yeah. you get a ton of rewards from it. Oh, yeah, it's published by Amazon Games under license, but it's also Smilegate. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's going to work out for them. <laughs> I don't know. I It feels a little directionless at the minute, uh, Amazon. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, wasn't there rumors that, like, Stadia is, you know, it's obviously still chugging along, but, like, they're shopping out the tech to people. Yeah, there's something recent about that where it sounds like they're they're winding it down and they're not really doing much with it. I think there was, like, some weird deal where, like, they were, yeah, they were, like, shopping around the tech to use for, like, development stuff, and I think they were, like, were maybe doing a deal with, like, Bungie, but then... Now Bungie's been bought by Sony, so I imagine that might not go through, or yeah. I don't know mm-hmm. what's up with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. We'll, and we'll wait and see. I think of all the like big players who are trying to now get in the gaming space, like I'm, I'm most interested to see what Netflix is going to do because they're like, oh, we're going to get into Same. games, and we're the people who made Oxen Free, like we're going to buy their studio, and uh, they did buy them, right? Um, yeah, yeah, and Afterlife, and they're they're making a game for them, which I'm like, okay, like I have Netflix on my computer and on my phone, and these games are typically pretty good, and they're simple enough that they could be played on a mobile device. I would probably check it out. Have you ever played the Netflix version of the um, Telltale Minecraft game? Oh no! My little cousin yeah, I played, has, I played and Bandit they love it. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's basically that. It's just a like a old, yeah, like interactive point and click adventure. Um, it's like weird. They're going back to like that weird period when DVDs were super popular, where there was a bunch of like interactive DVD games. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're oh. bringing that back, and <laughs> I'm yeah. kind of in. I'm kind of into that. Like. Like, legitimately, like, you know what actually be, like, a great thing to put on, like, a Netflix, like, an interactive would be, like, a Jackbox or something. Mm. Like, just something that's, like, super simple, party game-based, interactive. I would like to see that. I think that'd be kind of cool. 
And it's one of those things that almost everyone I know already has a Netflix subscription. It's not like Google Stadia, where it's like, we want you to buy into this thing. I'm like, I don't even know what this thing is yet. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, keep going on these predictions. Uh, they're predicting that there will be no half-step consoles this time. No, I think that, I think that will be. <laughs> it might honestly just I... be because of COVID and the chip shortage that mm-hmm. it would be improbable to release mm-hmm. another Yeah, console. that's the thing. Is like they, It just <laughs> doesn't make sense to do it. I hope there isn't, personally. I... It it feels like the we're like the um I think the the problem was like the PS4 and the uh Xbox One especially mm-hmm. kind of like came in feeling already outdated mm. and it felt like it felt like they were they lost uh like they were already like struggling like only a few years in. The PS5 and the Xbox series like X and S even are like so much more powerful out of the gate that mm-hmm. it just doesn't feel like they need that half step in the same way. It could still happen. I don't think it would happen as quickly, especially because of the chip shortage. Yeah. Like I think they'll definitely but... be like, I, I, I feel like bigger storage will be the, sure. the main thing. Cause I think otherwise the, re- the, the rest of the machines are, are pretty great, but I think it's, yeah, the storage thing that might be. Yeah. I think they'll do like uh new SKUs, kind of like all consoles have done, but mm. I don't think, I don't know if we'll get like a full like this has got more powerful hardware in it. PS5 way. Pro, except for yeah. Nintendo, but Nintendo's just doing their own thing. It's like another Switch. Nintendo's going sure. their own way. <laughs> yeah, they've, they, that's how they've always been. I wonder if we'll get one more before the Switch's lifetime is up. Just one more Switch version. One more Switch. Maybe one more Switch. Yeah, didn't they do that? Where like they they always they always do that. I remember they put out like a weird like version of the Wii. Like, right on the eve of, like, after the Wii was done. And, yeah, like, and... the Wii U was already out, and they're like, and by the way, one more mm-hmm. version of the Wii. And I'm like, yeah. who's buying this? Who is <laughs> buying this Well, Wii? I think it was, like, it was probably, like, stupidly cheap. That thing was probably, like, 70 mm-hmm. bucks or something. <laughs> so <laughs> why not at that point buy it? Uh, let's see. We have uh, a A Microsoft game will beat a A Sony game. For game of the year consensus, ooh, hmm. I well, mean, by the, sheer like probability, Xbox. Sure, has yeah. More. I guess I would. Yeah. I, I guess you're, you're. I assume this would be for like a a big thing like the Game Awards or something, right? Or like a. Um. I mean, yeah. It just feels like it's it's by the sheer it's probability, inevitable. right? <laughs> it's gonna happen. Maybe big maybe Redfall. <laughs> I don't know. That'd be that'd be interesting. Has is so is like has that never happened before? I'm trying to. Well, where would, Xbox would ass- game was game of the year. I would say I would assume like yeah. the last time something like this happened would have been when Halo was like in its like heyday. Halo three, yeah. right? Like Halo three, Halo two, like mm. back then. I sure. I can't imagine it has occurred like since 2008. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, that'd be interesting. I mean, I, I think it's just kind of anyone's anyone's game at this point. Mm. Uh, hard to say. Um, and then our final prediction is: assuming COVID chills out for five minutes, mm. uh, physical E three returns, but in a shadow of its former self. Oh, I don't, I don't know, I don't know about that one. I mean, I is E three even happening this year? No, haven't heard no. anything. They is it happening? <laughs> <laughs> they, I mean, they they said that it wasn't like physically, 
but there's been no word on anything else. Like I would, I yeah. would love Ooh. E3 to be back in like how it used to be. Yeah, I, I don't think we'll ever see a show. I like mean, I, I feel like the, the most likely thing is that uh, like Keeley's Summer Games Fest just turns into E3. Like he just somehow like makes that into E3 too, and and is just like E4. I did it. I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm the new E3 now. I'm Mr. E3. Yeah, uh, because GDC can, excuse me, GDC can just take over the, oh, devs meeting in person, let's actually, like, yeah. talk out a deal sort of thing that E3 covered, and Keeley's just good at being the, I'm gonna hype everything aspect mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. E3, so these might just splinter off into separate yeah. events. Yeah. Uh, just please don't do what you did during 2020, where... It was just nonstop events for like Good six weeks. Straight. But that was that the was... game industry just not knowing what to do. <sighs> yeah. Like, <laughs> and everyone and saying, also like, "We can have an event. We contributed to that." <laughs> I was about to say we are also to blame in this regard. <laughs> no one is blameless. Oh yeah. In this. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> God, I can't believe the first play for all was a month long. Why did we? do It was that? six weeks. It was six oh, weeks. Oh my God. We did so many live streams, so many conferences, and we're like, why did we do this? <laughs> like, even though it officially ended in six weeks, like, it still kind of went on yeah. for, like, like there, there was just so many events. It was, oh, my God. Uh, all righty. Um, we got two more quick questions. Mm-hmm. Let's try and get through these real quick. So we could just, you know, we could just wipe the slate clean. We've done it. Okay. We've, we've gotten through all the questions. Okay. Jordan. Give us the next yeah, one. Yeah, from Trusty Patch Notes. Uh, GameSpot After Dark crew, Lunar New Year question. Oh, wow, this is an old one. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was saying. <laughs> Who's the best tiger? Is it Tony, Tigger, Tiger Millionaire, Cringer, Other? You decide. Uh... Um, I'm going to say the, those, um, the, the pole dancing tigers from Zootopia. That's my, <laughs> that's my answer. <laughs> Uh, right, it was a pole dancing strip show. They were like Magic Mike Tigers, right? Magic that's Mike what it, Tigers. That's what it was. Uh, oh, mine man. would be was it Hunter from Spyro? That tiger was he a tiger? I'm going to Google him. But also the tiger from Aladdin. Oh, okay, from Aladdin. J- yeah, J- Jasmine's tiger. I don't remember Raja. His name. Raja. That's a good tiger. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Whoa, whoa, uh, what's the tiger from? Uh, Jungle Book. Sheer Khan. Oh, Sheer Khan. He's pretty good. Ooh. Oh, Hunter from Spyro by... is a cheetah, not a tiger. Sheer Khan's mm. creepy. He's a pretty good tiger. Well, Sheer Khan's voiced by Idris Elba, isn't Idris he? Elba. In the new one. He does one. a marvelous job. Oh, okay. Really? Just, uh, being he, like, like a super villain tiger. Yeah. <laughs> Some t- I thought he phoned it in. But oh. I, I have I have different <laughs> appearance, like appearance. Differing opinions on Idris Elba. Sometimes I think he's absolutely fantastic, and sometimes I think he just like rolled out of bed and is like, "Okay, I'm gonna do this. Give me my paycheck." Your opinions on his singular line as Knuckles in the trailer for Sonic Two? Hot, (laughs) excellent. All right, (laughs) we're friends again. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Lucy, why don't you give us our next question? This is the last one. I think so. Yeah. Hi, After Dark crew. A couple weeks ago, you talked about Critical Role. Have you checked out the animated series that started last week on Prime Video? Be curious to hear your thoughts if this is your first exposure to Critical Role or if you've watched the mainline campaign going campaign going into it. That's from Greg 
Oh well, actually, Jordan, you technically answered this question yeah. last week, I guess. Yeah, and I'm I'm still watching it. It's actually gotten much better, and I finally oh. understand what the reference uh, "No Mercy Percy" is after watching the last three episodes. I'm like, ah, oh, this is what got everyone like so excited like years ago, and I'm mm. like, oh, that's that is pretty cool. This is pretty exciting. I mm. am enjoying it. Um, but yeah, I'm I don't think I'm gonna go back and watch uh. The entirety of the first campaign. I just don't have a random 400 hours just lying around. It's going to take everything just to catch up on campaign number two. And I think they're like on episode like 13 or 14 of campaign three already. So like by the time I finish campaign two, I'm going to be so (laughs) behind on campaign three. So yeah, I'm just I uh, Mm. I'll I'll just experience campaign one through the animated uh, series. Well, excellent. It's good. It's good. Cool. Yeah, I'm, I might finally, I might check that out. Maybe. Um, I've been looking for like a new, a new show to watch. Uh, we gotta play D and D sometime. That's true. Yeah, well, we're setting it up. We got a Discord going. Yeah, we're setting it up. Uh, I, I've been checking in on that, but also I've been like, I'm so busy. I, just, I can't. Yeah, just don't have time. No, me to, too. Um, I'm gonna, I'm we, gonna drop a note in. I, I think. Yeah, we already talked about it. It's like February is just. Mm-hmm. Hell, absolutely. <laughs> so, and March is not going to be yeah. easier. <laughs> hopefully, March, April, we can get something yeah. in the books. Mm-hmm. So, thank you, Phaedrum, for putting all that together. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, really do appreciate it. And we definitely want to get that going when we have the time. But that is going to do it for this episode of GameSpot After Dark, episode 132. Uh, if you enjoyed this podcast, or even if you didn't enjoy this podcast, go leave a five-star <laughs> review on your podcast uh, app of choice. We've been getting a couple of lovely um, uh, reviews from people on Apple. Um, I don't have time to read them all, but I do want to read the sub-headline uh, for this uh, five-star review from Patrick, which says, a human podcast. And I, I just love that. That's lovely. That's, that's that's a lo- Can you that's prove a- that, though? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're all AI now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I've trained a, a bunch of deep fakes to uh, just replicate my my voice. I just said, just add a bunch of ums and likes, and it'll. Yeah, we got we got Mark Hamilt. <laughs> I didn't, re- man, that whole thing. Wow, yeah, I didn't realize it's that wild. wasn't even his voice. Yeah, I was like, no. which, like, he's still alive. Why? I know. <laughs> we so we are ten to fifteen years away from computers being able to just mm-hmm. take anything, any footage of you, and just make you say whatever the computer is programmed to say. Um, like it. we are so close to a very dangerous timeline. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's gonna be very dangerous, but also think of all of the uh, the video GameSpot videos I can just like pump out in a day. I don't even have to do anything. I just hit the button. And it's like, yep, here's my thoughts on, on the new cyberpunk. Oh, bam. There you go. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, and we will see you all next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.